Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,552, the topic is Q&A and the title is, Should You Change Your Training to Get Leaner for Summer? Awesome question. So this actually came up, one of my online clients was asking about uh, doing their own programming in the sense that we do a lot of education with the online clients. We have journals. They can write any questions they want in every week. I answer the questions every week, and we cover pretty much anything. So we talk about life habits in order to get you know better um, habits built into our lifestyle for nutrition training. We talk about sodium, sugar. We talk about anything nutrition-wise, uh, training techniques, anything. Really, it's super fun. Uh, over half of my clients currently are personal trainers, so we talk a lot about um, them, uh, their clients, and then also a lot of the clients I work with, they help uh, significant other or family members. We talk a lot about that as well. So it's super fun. Love it, love it, love it. Now, this question came up one of my clients. They want to get into kind of learning how to write their own programming, so we're going to start doing that. But they also wanted to start gearing towards getting leaner for summer. And that kind of came to the question of, do you, they asked me, do we need to change our training style if I want to get lean? So then I, in return, asked them a bunch of questions and we turned it into, you know, as I normally do, like an educational experience. So the question, I wrote some stuff, uh, but where we're going to start today's discussion <laughs> is I had the question, do you believe the current style of training would need to change in order to increase leanness going into the summer? If so, why? If not, then why not? And I wanted to get them really thinking because we've already talked about uh, training concepts and nutrition concepts and adjustments. So I wanted them to start to kind of get an interplay in their mind between nutrition and training and what would be the adjustment if we want to get leaner for summer. So they wrote, I think we could keep it like this for a long time. Their current training they have like a warm-up circuit. We do a main movement of the day because they want to do a blend of powerlifting. We're also recovering from a hernia surgery that they had before we met. So they want to recover from the hernia surgery. They want to rebuild their strength to before what it was before the hernia. They want to do bodybuilding. They want to build bigger muscles. We're actually also incorporating running into our routine because they want to be able to run like 10Ks or so um, like comfortably. So they want pretty much everything, which I love. Why would you not? <laughs> so their current training style is uh, warm-up circuit, some kind of main movement, and then accessory lifts. And that all kind of varies depending on the day and, and what our focal point of the day is. But that's the general format. So they wrote, I think we could keep it like this for a long time. As sad as I feel about it, because change is motivating, I feel like staying there will make me stronger to a point, and then we'll work on body recomposition. But if there was a, a D-Day, like a, a change demand, cutting might not even be needed because eating better could be enough. Like less sugar, eating at better moments, maybe adding in a little bit more walk and running. If I wanted to look really lean though, I think I would need to shed more fat and going a bit under on calories. So, I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Love that they, they recognize that the training 
could change, but it also isn't the driver of change. It's really going to be uh, a caloric deficit, which would be nutritional changes and or activity, which is why they mentioned like going for a walk or run. Now, so what I wrote back was, great answer. <laughs> yes, nutritional changes slash tightening up on nutritional habits is always the first place to look when wanting to be leaner. Because if nutrition isn't on point, any changes to the training wouldn't have the impact the person would want. Without proper nutrition, the body wouldn't make the adaptations the training was demanding of it. Now with that said, <laughs> you can actually modify the training along with nutritional changes as a way to promote greater caloric usage both in the workouts and in the recovery process between the workouts. Adjustments that push more volume in the training sessions and or cause greater amounts of muscle damage can help create greater caloric deficit, which can be used in conjunction with nutrition adjustments. The training can either be used to lessen the deficit that would be needed through nutrition, or it can enhance nutritional deficit. And so that means is I can either make a small nutrition adjustment and then make a training adjustment, and I get kind of the impact of both. So if I'm already kind of struggling with hunger, I don't want to have to do nutrition only and have to all of a sudden eat even less. I would just do a small cleanup of my nutrition, you know, maybe improve my timing, reduce sugar content. And then all of a sudden I would make the training change and then that gives me the deficit. So really it kind of depends. I have some clients, you know, they're coming out of a bulking phase. They're happy to eat less. So we'll leave their training pretty much the same and we'll just eat less and they'll love that and enjoy that. Uh, if they want their training to change, sure, we do that as well. If somebody wants to get leaner but they don't want to eat less, we just change the training. We don't change the food. So there's a lot of variety and a lot of personalization with what you can do in order to get leaner between both nutrition and training. So I said there's a lot of personalization. One, you can make a nutritional adjustment alone. Two, you can make a training adjustment alone. Or three, you can do some combination of both. So for this client, what I asked them was basically pick. <laughs> you tell me what you want. So in their statement, since they said, as sad as I feel about change uh, not being the driving force, they said that that was, you know, something that like they found change to be motivating. So I'm like, hey, you know, if you like that, if that excites you, then hell yeah, let's change things up. You know, we've been working together um I'm not even sure. I'll have to check and see, actually. Uh, we've been working together for a while. So let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. We've been working together since April of 2022. So we've been working together, you know, a good, whatever that is, nine months or so. So lots of education, a lot of time spent. We took the first couple months kind of fine-tuning their their training template, like the way in which I would I think training is best for them. So we've probably spent about six or seven months training the exact similar structure. Now they get brand new workouts and exercises every single month. So it's it's a newness every month, but it's still that same structure. So if they're excited about the idea of a possible structure change, then I definitely want to present that as an option to them. Now, if they want to stay with the powerlifting aspect and only change one small element of the programming, fine, great. That's the whole the whole point of this type of service, like a one-on-one type service, is we do whatever the person wants. <laughs> so you tell me what you want. My job is to make it work. That's kind of the way it goes. So I asked them, I said, what do you want to do? And we're going to figure out their answer. We're going to make some adjustments. But for today's podcast, 
if we look at the question of the podcast, should you change your training to get leaner for summer? You don't have to. You can, but you also don't have to. It's really going to be nutritional driven, and then the training can complement your nutrition or not. <laughs> That's kind of the thing. So the ways in which I typically adjust nutrition is I try to get, if they have a, if a person has a caloric target every day and a protein target every day, that's pretty much most people kind of think of it like that. What I want to do next would be is to distribute their calories and protein more evenly throughout the day. Try to get a, a third of their calories and protein in the first one third of the day of being awake. Uh, the other uh, second one third of their calories and protein, the second one third of being awake. And then the final one third of calories and protein, the final one third of being awake. So that's a good step. Next, what we look to do is reduce sugars. Try to get sugars to like say 60 grams or less per day. That's, that's going to be very helpful for water retention and energy balance and stuff like that. Um, from there, really, we then can play with uh, reducing carbohydrate intake uh, in the final one-third of the day. Try to transition more to fats and proteins. That's a little bit of a, uh, a slower digestion rate as you sleep throughout the night. So there's less surplus at the moment of the meal. Uh, during the digestion phase. So that can actually stretch out uh, energy usage and get you to kind of burn up more of it and have less to be stored. So we do some small changes. And then within that, it's just trying to get the person to be as accurate as possible. You know, our minimum would be 10 out of 14 days with the right calories, the right protein, the right distribution, and the sugar's under 60. If they can do that for 10 out of 14 days, we try for 11 out of 14, then 12 out of 14. I usually don't ask people to be more than 12 out of 14 unless they're getting on stage. If you're getting on stage, you're competing in something, then we're going for 14 out of 14, and we're going to figure out you know, how to be as correct as we can be. But general, regular life, uh, 12 out of 14 is freaking fantastic. So if you get 6 out of 7 days right, you're kicking ass in life, and you're going to see great results. But nutrition-wise, I would set up those parameters, and then... If you want to make an adjustment, I would make an adjustment in your total calories. I would just reduce the calories by 100 per day. You know, so if your current training day is, say, 2,600 to 3,000, I would go 2,500 to 2,900. So just bring that range down 100 on each end and see how you feel within the next seven days. If the weight comes down a little bit, you still feel decent energy, great, keep it. If you start to feel like a little too hungry, then maybe hold on to it for another week, see if you can level off. But I wouldn't make too fast of nutritional changes. So so you'll hear some people say, you know, I 3,500 calories per week is equal to a pound of, pound of fat, so I'm going to drop 500 calories a day. Hell no. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. You will hate everything. Don't do that. It's unnecessary. So just bring your calories down about 100 See how that feels in a week. If you feel like you can go more, do another 100 the next week. And then for training, one of the easiest ways to kind of modify your training is your training in general should have some type of warm-up circuit to address uh, hips, posture, and core strength. We talk about this all the time. Is Let me uh, pull up that podcast so that way if you aren't sure of how to create uh, the right work uh, warm-up, uh, we have a podcast for that. Okay, so podcast 1,112, training podcast titled The Best Warm-Up Routine. You can find all of our podcasts on our website, www.brutalarengym.com. So podcast 1,112 will tell you how to set up a warm-up circuit for your workouts. You then would typically have the main movement of the day. If you're a strength athlete, probably going to be squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press, something like that. If you're a, a bodybuilder, then you're probably looking at like the main dominant 
you know, chest movement for the day. Or, or you know, maybe you do some leg extension, leg curls, but then leg press is going to be your big one for the day. Whatever your big thing is. If you're a CrossFit athlete, maybe you're doing your warm-up, you're doing your strength section, and then you're going to do your Metcon. But in general, there's typically kind of like a singular focus for that day that's like the big element. Then you would go into like the rest of the stuff, accessory style movements. So, you know, powerlifting, maybe you come in, you warm up, you do your heavy squats, then you do the things that build your squat. If you're a bodybuilder, maybe you come in, you do adductor, abductor, leg extension, leg curl, get some blood flow into the thighs and the hips, and then you do really heavy leg press, then really heavy hack squat, and then walking lunges, RDLs, and you're done. Yeah, something like that. But your leg press and the hack squat would be like the big things. So you would have your big thing. Then you have your accessory movements, all the stuff afterwards. So one of the adjustments you can make is just keep your warm-up circuit the same way because you should be doing multiple movements as a routine. So you would do something for hips, something for core, and something for posture. Sometimes you can blend two of those into one movement, but in general you have two or three exercises you kind of do as a circuit. It gets your body prepared for the movement of the day, it gets your heart rate up a little bit, gets you sweating a little bit. So that's the the best quote-unquote warm-up routine, podcast 1112. Then, for the main movement of the day, pair something with it. But pair a low-intensity, somewhat related movement. Now, you can do you know, non-competing movements or competing movements. Kind of, There's a lot of play between that. But, for example, if I'm doing squats, I can just do bodyweight lunges in between. Or hip airplanes. You know, or something like banded uh, you know, half-kneeling abductions. Or adductions. Try to work on like hip mobility. But you want to pair something with the main movement. Kind of go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That just adds a little bit more of a caloric element. It adds a little bit more activity. And then for your accessory movements, make them a circuit. So you would do, like for example, maybe I have walking lunges, RDLs, and uh, like bodyweight squat jumps. Something like that. So I would do the walking lunges. Actually, i probably do the RDLs first because they're lower back dominant. So I'll do the RDLs. I would do the walking lunges. And then maybe five explosive bodyweight jumps. The amount of time it took me to do all three of those movements, back to back to back, I would take anywhere from half to two times that amount of time for rest. So if it took me three minutes to do it, I would take a minute and a half to six minutes as a rest. Now, if I'm not very cardiovascularly fit, I'm going to be up towards that top end of the range. If I'm more cardiovascularly fit, I want to creep down towards the lower end of that range. But that's a good general structure, is I'll pair together two to three, even four movements as a circuit. The amount of time it takes me to complete one set of each movement, that amount of time, I get half to two times that amount of time as rest. If I feel like I need more than two times the amount of time, I'm probably too heavy on everything and I need to go a little bit lighter. If I feel like I can go faster than half the amount of time rested, I'm not going heavy enough. So if it took you three minutes to complete it and you're ready in under a minute and a half, you didn't go heavy enough make or you didn't pick hard enough things pick harder exercises make them heavier if you took three minutes to do it and you're not ready in six minutes you're out of shape (laughs) make everything a little bit lighter focus more on the cardio challenge rather than the muscle burning the muscle challenge so that would be a good way to just make a general change to training that'll help you get leaner is you have your warm-up circuit you have your main movement just pair something with the main movement that's low intensity but it keeps you active during your during your rests then take all of your accessory movements and make them a muscle cardio circuit time how long it takes you to do one set of everything you get half to two times that amount of time as a rest period awesome so there you go should you change your training to get leaner for summer you don't have to but you can
Make sure you clean up your nutrition. Make sure your nutrition's on point. 10 out of 14 days, get it to 11, get it to 12 out of 14. Uh, you know, get your calories on range, protein on range, distribution on range, six, uh, sugars under 60 grams. Get all that in place. Play with your calories if you feel like you have room to go, you know, down 100 or so. And then change your training up a little bit to be a little more active in your training. Cool. That's it. So if you want some programming help, we do have programs available on our website. Uh, we have like Try Me programs, which are like $25 for three months worth of programming. Super cheap. And it just gives you some good stuff to get going with and get started with and get an idea of what my style of training is. So $25 for three months of training. Pretty cheap. We also have training templates that will teach you how to train yourself, right? Your own programming. So it's actually self-guided. You can kind of take that, run with it, have fun with it. Uh, there are like 30 to 50 pages of information. Then we have obviously our one-on-one kind of coaching services. So if you want any help with programming, we even have free programming on the website. Just check out our website, www.brutalirongym.com. A lot of good stuff. And on pretty much every page, I ask you to make any requests for any information you might want that you don't see. So just always reach out. I'm always happy to help. Very blessed that everything is going well. Uh, business-wise, so I want to continue to give back. If there's ever anything you need, let me know, and I promise I'll get you the help. Awesome. Well, I hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening. If you like our podcast, please share it. When you share it, let people know we answer questions for free. Thank you to those who donate to support the podcast. The podcast does have a cost with it every year. I give an hour to it every day, and we're going to keep it for free. The donations help towards all of that, so thank you very much for lessening the financial burden for me. Uh, you can donate on our website at www.brutalirongym.com. And then if you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. On Instagram, every day, YouTube, a lot more than usual. <laughs> so I'm getting there. Find us on both places. Follow us in both places. And then if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let us know at our email, brutalironjim at gmail.com. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.